Hi everybody, welcome back to the Two Pros podcast. Um, today we're going to do something a little bit different in terms of what we're talking about, and this is going to be courses of the world. Um, it's something that you don't see on many podcasts is kind of courses that people have played that they want to play. So this is going to be a bit of fun of our top five, kind of what we rate really highly and where we want to go and play once we're out of lockdown, mm-hmm. if, if, as and when we get out. Um, obviously, joined by Gareth tonight. How are you, pal? Yeah, really good, mate. Thank you. Looking forward to this one. I'm, I've been lucky over the years to play some amazing golf courses, so I want to kind of share that with you and everybody else at the events. Yeah, it should be good fun. I mean, we, we were just discussing prior to kind of recording that quite the differences in the list. Mm. You've played obviously a lot more international. I've played a lot closer to home. Yeah. So I think there's going to be a fairly wide coverage on these. Should yeah. be good fun. Yeah, I can't wait, mate. Really can't wait for this one. Do you want to kick us off, Joe? Just start us with your kind of top five yeah. golf courses that, that you, you'd rate. And what, what's your rating based on, first of all? Is it just your personal preference? Is it like kind of their status um, in the world rankings? What would you put your preference on to? I, I kind of judge mine coming from a enjoyment Mm. kind of value for money area as well um i think obviously if you're going to pay 20 pound around compared to 250 pound around mm-hmm. you're going to judge a course very very differently um a lot of it goes into layout to mm-hmm. see what what the course looks like and how it plays as well because you don't want to go to somewhere and i've left one off a list today that you kind of go and it's a little bit mickey mousey there's holes on it that you kind of go well oh, yeah that's been squozing these are golf courses that flow that give you the value for money and you ultimately come away and put them on this list yeah yeah um so i haven't really put mine in a top five as kind of one to five as these are the best i've I've washed out i've popped out um i've got to say they're all wonderful because it'll get us in trouble if we don't um i'm going to start things off with one fairly close to home with sandyway golf club Mm -hmm. Um, one I played in 2019 and I, I think it's one that although it's a big course in terms of what it's held and its heritage it's one that even for us being fairly local to it not many people have actually played I've never played it Joe I've had many meeting there back in the England golf days but I've never played it and I've always admired sat there done work looked out the window and, and never played it yeah, um, I mean, I, I was very lucky to work with the ex-head pro there, um, so kind of got a little invite there, but it's a stunning combination of kind of heathland and woodland, um, so it's nothing too similar all the way through, but it, it's a really well laid out course, one that's very methodically planned, yeah. and there are bunkers that don't look in play that'll get you, there's ones that you're sure it will and you end up missing, yeah. and just all, all round it is a, a top quality course. Nice one. What's next? Um, my next one, I am going to throw in the course at Neffy. Yeah, um, now we to... played that one, now we're talking. Yeah, we're, we're going to shift away from kind of the Heathland, Woodland and, and go over to a bit of Lynx. Um, I think for anybody that hasn't played Neffy, especially the Peninsula back nine, mm-hmm. the only word I can use is brutal. It is just hard and it, it's a great test of golf to go and enjoy and it's a real baptism of fire if you've never played any kind of welsh links before um i like it's the a, fact there's three nines as well yeah it's a fair track to get there that's what i can remember it was a good jaunt from from stoke 
Um, yeah, it's a fair distance. We're, we're lucky to be able to kind of get up there once a year for us. Um, so there's a, a group of courses we'll go and play. And I think Neffin is usually one of two kind of highlight courses that are, are out there that we go and enjoy. You know you're in for it. You know you're going to have a tough day. But it's great fun. And if, if ever the wind drops, it's one of the most pleasurable golf courses you can have a play. Mm. Um, there's a real signature hole. I think it's 14, I want to say. That's a dog leg basically over a cliff drop. Mm. And the drive, I don't think I've come across one more intimidating. Yeah. And I've never been more relieved to see a ball hit the fairway, to be fair. I, was really, um, I, so, I, yeah, I remembered it. I remember it. I cut the corner a little bit tight, went in the rough, nearly went in the water. It was amazing. Yeah, on, on that note, like you say, you're never happier to have a ball in the rough on that hole. No. There is nowhere that you will breathe a sigh of relief and thank the heavens that the ball's ended up in the rough. But yeah, I re- really like that course. It's one that's close to heart. Like I say, we go every year. It means a lot, that course does. Um, for the next one, we're going to move across a little bit closer to both of us. And I think it's a course we've both played in the Brabazon at the Belfry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's a very very good track and i think the heritage adds so much to it yeah um obviously Ryder cup venue you're standing on tees we all know the shots that have been pulled off on the 10th and you kind of look down you involve yourself in it Mm. and i think it's a real one on the doorstep that probably people don't give it enough credit for for what it is no and the maturity of it now i played it back in when the, well, the kind of third or fourth Ryder Cup was there in terms of the, the, the cycle, because I think it was the, the 9-11 year when it's supposed to have been the, the kind of odd year and then it got postponed to the following year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it was it was quite, it still felt new, whereas now when I've seen it and seen it on TV at this year's kind of um, British swing or UK swing, it looked very mature, very well established. So I'd, I'd look forward to getting back there, to be honest. Yeah, I think I think that's something that should be given great credit for is the maturity of golf courses mm-hmm. as well. They do need a long time to settle, um, and especially for any kind of work done on them, they need a substantial amount of time for it to look a part of the course. Yeah, but I think there's some real signature holes on it that I know when I played it, I was very lucky to play it in a kind of Ryder Cup event. Mm. And to play it under a bit of pressure as well made it so much better. Um, yeah. And I think. I think it is, of course, if you do go and play with your friends, you've got to have a little match. Yeah. You can't just go and play it leisurely because that's not what that golf course is about. No. It's got to be competitive. And mm-hmm. we all know just how competitive it is playing for the coffees or beers at the end of the round. Yeah. Um, we're going to go kind of two in the same area now. So I'll chuck these in as kind of, mm. I'm going to say the top two. And that's a combination of West Lanks and Hillside. Mm. Um two classic British links courses that um, I'm quite happy to say I think British links just pips Welsh links for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are very, very different, but I just love the way that these courses play mm-hmm. and kind of the memories that are created on them. I love that, mate. really like that. I've got a great story about West Lanks. Um, I hope you won't mind me saying, but a good friend of mine played a 36-hole comp there and it was absolutely throwing it down played 18, just ready to give in. And he was sitting in his car at the lunch break, pretty much with his, his, his finger on the ignition, ready to go. And his mate kind of knocked on the door and said, mm, no chance, you're not going anywhere. And they went back out and played the second oh. 18, fair play. 
it's once again when we talk about links courses it's one thing or the other you've got to pray for a good day you really have because it's gonna it's gonna batter you if not not only your golf but you're gonna come off it soggy and cold I know a lot of them do winter deals to to make it more accessible but some of those are absolutely brutal I know West Lanks we played I think it was about the third of Jan and you get onto the back nine the kind of the sun starts to drop and it gets really cold but they're great courses to play like that because that is the true essence of of Lynx golf essentially um i've been lucky enough to bump into two great celebrities on on both courses to be fair um gotta pull a cheeky name drop um played behind kenny delgleish at hillside nice and we actually got stuck behind freddie flintoff at west lanks so both both great guys that we ended up having a good chat with and I think it just goes to show you just never know who you're going to bump into no, on a golf course. No, no, absolutely amazing. Shall we have a look at the international five? Then? Yeah, mine, to be honest, I'll pre-warn you now, mine aren't for value for money. They're just kind of spectacular golf courses. Um, so <laughs> I've tried this. Too. It's just taken me all, probably all week, Joe, to put these in some kind of order. But I've gone, mm-hmm. I've kind of gone one to five. And okay. they, they kind of it's switched, they switched throughout the week as well. So, as I said, I've been lucky enough to play a lot of golf, a lot of places. I'd say my number five is, is North Berwick up in Scotland. It's it, it, it could have been my kind of underrated golf course as well because of the of the fact of the, that just the, the spectacular and the, the vista and not many people kind of not I wouldn't say know about it, but they miss it. They'll go straight up to the to the to five and go on the Lynx Trust courses. So yeah, North Berwick had an amazing trip on the way up to the open with with a with a friend of mine and we had a, a great day there. It was the hospitality and everything about it was just ridiculous. We were worried because we traveled up from Stoke. We had like kind of casual clothes on jeans and stuff like that. And the guy who was on the front door kind of said, Come on in, lads. Grab yourself a coffee, grab yourself some food. They were just dead chilled, which I love. I think it certainly helps that, doesn't it, having that kind of atmosphere. And I think that's something that does go into enjoying a golf course, is that kind of pull up on the car park and immediately feel welcome feeling. Yeah, exactly that. Um, And I think the the next one kind of goes across the pond. So number four is TPC Sawgrass. Oh, that's a... Just ridiculous, Joe. It still kind of makes me smile thinking about it now. We were lucky enough, we... When we finished university, kind of probably 10 of us said, right, we're going to keep in touch by having a game of golf every year. And because we didn't have families, wives, children at that point, we could go to these extravagant places. So we kind of planned TPC Sawgrass 12 months in advance. So we kind of had 12 months to pay for it. But it is probably, it's, it's, yeah, it's, I've got to say, it's probably the best golf trip I've ever had. Yeah, yeah. I think that makes a difference as well. Who who you actually go with, doesn't it? It's yeah. that's part of enjoying it. And we were going in at four in the morning and teeing it back up at seven in the in, in the morning. And it was yeah, some days I, I saw about three or four balls on the tee box to be honest. Oh right, one of one of those <laughs> trips. They were amazing. Um, interesting to that the seventeenth. Is it as hard as it looks or? Green actually looks massive looks huge it doesn't look small but it, it looks big i mean in terms of width it looks very wide but narrow mm. in terms of back to front and my two pals teed off before me and uh, and they bless and popped it in the water 
and I was thinking oh, I'll just take the foot in surface I, I think I had a, a wager of nine in my hand and I just kind of hit the middle of green spun it to the fringe but the fringe grass because it's quite thick at the edges it's about that um I just mm. kind of tried I was thinking put it chip it I thought chip it for, for kind of just almost blade it and it came up short it came off with a with a four I was disappointed because up to that point I was level par back nine I'd had an abs- absolute worldie of a, of a round off the back sticks as well I think it certainly helps, doesn't it? And like you say, courses like that, you you look at on TV, and we discussed it a little while back. Like Augusta looks one thing on TV, mm-hmm. but is a very different kind of beast in real life. And courses do have that where they either look a lot easier or look a lot harder on TV than, than it actually is. So it's nice to have that insight of somebody that's played it. I never played kind of Tiger Woods. I think it was 2000. 10 or 2014 so many times just to try and get used to that golf course it was brilliant before it went we'll we'll call it research yeah it was definitely research next one this could again have been in my underrated one but it was royal county down uh, again just one of those and made another golf trip with the lads we went over to ireland we played some amazing golf courses and then ended up finishing up at county down but the combination of the hills and the links and again, that's probably the best one. Paul said it's the kind of best 18 holes he's seen me play. I think I shot a finish seven over, I think, but I was level par from nine. And it was just ridiculous. It was an amazing golf course, just out- outstanding. I think to, to add to what you've just said there, I think a lot of this does come down to courses that you play well mm. and you enjoy. And I think sometimes these courses that you're really up for, like you say, like a county down or places like that, you've got to be on your game and you probably force people to commit to the game a little bit more, to go to the range and, yeah. and work on it, ready for that trip. And playing great golf just makes it even better. Yeah, exactly. And you do, you get, you get fired up for it. It's great. Next one, and this has got a bit of story behind it because I'll let you kind of explain what we, we should have been doing in five days, but we're not anymore. Mm. Um, but it's St. It's Andrews and it's the old course. I've, I've been lucky enough to play the old course twice. I played with my dad on his 40th and I played on my 21st as well, which which was awesome. Um, first first time experience was, was, was petrifying. I was, I was on the putting green and I was quite jovial, quite laughing. My dad was really nervous, like physically nervous. I stepped on the first tee with a three iron. God knows why I had a three iron in my hand. Went, proceeded to shank it and nearly nearly hit my mum who was standing on the road to the side. Um, lucky enough, they kind of, what, what little bit of rough was there, it stopped it from going under my mum's feet. Um, but yeah, amazing, amazing time, amazing experience. And it was good because we played with people who played the course before as well. We got paired with, a, with another two guys from Ireland. And they played the course before, so they guided us around really nicely. Oh, it's, it's nice, isn't it? I think that's a, a side of it that people miss as well. When you go and play courses like that, you might get paired up with people and, mm. and end up expanding your contact book through through golf itself. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm there, Joe, to be honest, love it. And then this is probably, it's the best course I've played, but it could have easily gone two or three, and that was because of, to kind of, oh, I had nobody with me. It's the course that's behind me now on the on the Zoom, and that's Valderrama. Um, it was one of those places I found that we were going to Spain with the family. I looked how far Valderrama was away. Because we're, we're kind of PGA professionals, we get preferential rates. But I think it was still, I think it was still 180 euros to play the golf course. I think it's 360, wow. 360 usually. And I thought I'd be stupid not to kind of go. 
my, my father-in-law, uh, amazing. So kind of thankful for him. He drove an hour <laughs> from Periana down to Valderrama. They went to San Roque for the, for the day and had a, had a little bit of a beach slash resort kind of day. And I went around with a caddy. Um, and it was an amazing experience. But like I said, it was I've, I've had my dad there or you there or other pals. I think it would have made the experience even better. Yeah, I think, as we've already alluded to, there's a lot of things that make these trips memorable. Mm-hmm. And like you say, that that would be cemented at number one had it have been the lad's trip or something mm-hmm. like that where you've got somebody to share it with and have those memories with. But I think one thing that we've both kind of picked out is we've, we've picked clubs with kind of what a class as an aura to them. Mm-hmm. There's somewhere that you want to go and play. Yeah. And I think that's quite a valuable thing in itself. And I'd encourage any golfer to, if you see a picture in a magazine that you, you like or you know there's a course local, quite literally list it down mm. and, and get it ticked off because there's several that we probably go, oh, yeah, we'll go and play there. And you end up with a day and you end up going somewhere local as well. Having it on a list and pre-planning, you know, it only takes a week in advance usually to go and, and book somewhere and, and sort out a bit of travel arrangements and, and you're away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and and give them a go. Like you say, I didn't think I'd be playing at Valderrama. It's a Ryder Cup venue, historic Seve and, and what happened there and some of the kind of the um, Spanish Opens and things that have happened there. And I've never putted on faster greens in my absolute life. I was petrified on the putting green because I was like, these are like laminate floor. They were, <laughs> ridicu- they were ridiculous and I'd hire a higher set of clubs as well. So they weren't my bats. And I was like, oh, God. Yeah, this this could be fun. And it's, then proceeded uh, proceeded to knock it off the front of the green from the back of the green on the first hole. And Caddy just turned around to me and said, "Welcome to Valderrama." Ah, <laughs> that, that's exactly what you want, isn't it? It's yeah. uh, a nerve settler, shall we say? You know, it's out of the way. Yeah, immense, immense. Talk to me, Joe, about most kind of underrated courses you've played or course you played. Um, the one I'm going to throw in was one. It was kind of second on the list, and that was West Lanks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's very, very unfortunate for where it's situated to be surrounded by courses that have all held opens. And like you say about kind of North Berwick, it's one that people forget. Your Wallaces are higher. Um, obviously, all three of your open venues, hillsides and places like that. Your are, Hornby, are just... your SNAs, your St. Anne's Old Links. Yeah, that, exactly. And to be honest, if... like you said, if people out there are looking for a golf trip or somewhere just to go, go and tick those off because that British coast or English coast is fabulous. I, I certainly think for the concentration of good golf courses, if you were going to play a course a day for a week, you would never get bored on that particular area. I mean, we're, we're lucky to come from an area that's quite densely populated with golf courses anyway. But that particular stretch is just fantastic. There are mm. so many good courses. And unfortunately, West Lanks gets a little forgotten. A, because it's not immediately on that stretch, but B, because of what's surrounded by it. And it, it's just an absolutely pristine course. It's so well looked after. And it gives you the views of any great Lynx golf course, and it will test you. Yeah. And I think that's so fantastic. I, think, I believe it's the second with two great bunkers right in the middle of the fairway. Yeah. And it's the only time you don't want to strike one. <laughs> and it, it's that kind of classic links that you come away and those memories that you know. I mean, there's a par three, I think it's a sixth, that could be a 60 degree, could be a three iron, depending on which way the wind's blowing. And I just, I love that kind of golf. 
Yeah, it looks amazing. Really like it. I've changed mine, you know. Within our conversation, I've, like you chatting about golf courses, it's gone. Ah, oh, yeah, I've played there. Oh yeah, I could <laughs> put that one in. So my underrated one's JCB, JCB Golf and Country Club. It is on our doorstep. We're very lucky. Um, we're in Stoke, and it's just outside Utoxeter. And it's one of those golf courses. I think it's got so much mystery around it because it's a new development. But also, it's an invite on, like, it's a very private members club, um, like the Whistling and places like that. But that's their USP, and that's what they're trying to do. Um, but yeah, what an amazing kind of golf course for the for the how old the course is. Just awesome sub air under the green, so the greens were lightning. The kind of the, the feature holes, the 17th. But to be honest, every hole is a feature hole. There's no dull hole on the golf course. It's absolutely beautiful and. Again, if anybody's got a good friend or somebody who can, can get them onto JCB, it's, it's really worth a visit and worth a trip. Yeah, I think I think that's one that we're going to see a lot of soon. And I think it'll be a European tour course as well. Mm-hmm. There will be, it will add to the British swing. I really look forward to seeing what develops there because it, it's like I say, it's not an old course. And what happens when it settles five or 10 years time it could be an absolute stalwart of the local golf courses and could quite quite easily be one of the best around here. Yeah. And they've certainly got the service for it. Like I say, we've got a quite densely populated area of golf courses and golfers mm-hmm. that want to go and play there. So, yeah, I look forward to seeing what that'll do. Yeah, amazing. Go on, Joe, hit me with your best parkland. So I, I changed this right before we went live. Um mm-hmm. Originally, it was going to be the Brabazon, yeah. um, but I've, I've actually gone for one that isn't on my list, and it's it's where I work, um, that's Trenton. Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely adore it. Um, I think, like you say, in terms of feature holes, there are 18 tees that you step on and go, wow, this looks good. Mm-hmm. And it's such an inviting golf course. It's such an enjoyable golf course to play that it's one that if you played it every day, you would never get bored of it. Yeah. And I've certainly found a different way to play it every time I've stepped out there so far. So it's it's one of those that I think is really, really good fun. It's obviously held open qualifying in the past, held mm-hmm. the PGA Championships this year. Uh, it was a pleasure to kind of be a part of on the team there mm-hmm. and, and just to see how these top guys play. But I think also facilities come in a lot, obviously having a good range, chipping green, putting green, make a difference. And... In terms of underrated, I think it could hold a lot higher than just kind of your first stage of open qualifying and the bits like that. I think it could hold really top-end tournaments. It's Mm -hmm. certainly long enough. It's in great condition. So it'd be interesting to see where that goes. Um, But yeah, yeah, I, I absolutely adore it. I think it could have been it could have been easily your underrated one, Joe, as well. Do you know what I mean? It could have been that kind of best parkland underrated because again, I think people think Stoke, oh got it like a, a championship golf course yes we have and um, people don't mm. think of it and it's so close off the m6 as well north or south so again it's something get in touch with joe if there's any green fees available or you know any members of trenton yeah. go and go and play the golf course it's an amazing golf course i think it, it's certainly one of those i mean i, I joined the team that back end of the year september and i know we played it a number of times mm. and it is a perfect kind of summer afternoon, summer evening golf course that you can go. It doesn't take forever to get round, but the quality of it and the enjoyment is just so much fun to go and play it. 
Yeah, I love it. I'm, I'm going to chuck in one. I've changed mine again. I'm, I'm up and down changing because I'm thinking... This is changing courses. more than the Premier League table. It is. Um, Parkland, for me, is a place called Druid's Glen. Um, it's in Ireland. It's, it's a Marriott resort. Um, we went there, travelled from Port Marnock on a train over to Druid's Glen. It's held the Irish Open. And it's a true Parkland. Because my other, my other one, I was thinking the Grove, London Club... But they're more like kind of, mm. I don't know, more modern golf courses with American-style big bunkers, big greens. Whereas Druid's Glen, again, if you have an island, go and stay at the Marriott there. Go go and, and kind of have the experience because it's a, it's a beautiful course. I mean, just because it's it's more like a, a national park. So you're in there and there's lots of topiary, there's lots of flowers. Just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful golf. There's a hole where, I think when we were there, it was a topiary snake. It was a par five that kind of went down the side of the par five, and it was just oh, wow. ridiculous, ridiculously good. I think that's the thing as well. Ireland as a whole for golfing is mm-hmm. quite underrated. Obviously, for us, Scotland is obviously the home of golf. You've got Wales for us that's within a couple of hours. It's not too bad. But Ireland just seems that little bit the stretch. But there's some phenomenal golf courses there that I know I certainly plan to get out and play a few hopefully this year if not next and yeah and to see what it's got love it heathland joe and what and and for you just explain to everybody if they don't know what's a heathland golf course um it's kind of i would explain your cross between kind of links and and parkland would you Mm -hmm. kind of agree with that it's yeah lots of gorse lots of kind of natural grasses very um rural so it's quite open like a links course but it's got the feature of the the bracken the kind of nice heathland the the, the lovely kind of feature but it kind of shapes the holes so yeah it's that kind of mix i like that a nice mix it, it's kind of the perfect nightmare of the two i suppose really mm-hmm. isn't it it's yeah. uh I, i've actually popped sandy way in there i um, mean mm-hmm. not completely heathland um it is for the most part and i think that's great there's a, a lot of par threes on there there's four par threes that look very very different in the way they play a lot mm-hmm. of bunkers like you say a lot of your kind of gorse and your natural grasses there that it, it really makes it you step on and i think that's the way i would describe sandy way is one minute you could be on a links course very open open aired kind of wind mm-hmm. shots and then you go back into a bit more woodland that's better protected and mm. it it challenges you because you can't just step on every hole going the same direction and go right it's a club more it's a club less because there's so much that comes into Heathland and I think there's a lot to be said for that because people they don't quite overlook it but they don't understand how those golf courses play yeah, yeah I think exactly. for me you, you could be hitting high draws one minute and then stingers the next mm. love it love it Mine used to be a place of work, so I used to have the pleasure of travelling across here every month with England Golf, and that's the home of England Golf. It's Woodall Spa. It could have easily gone into my underrated because I know it's at the back end of nowhere in terms of travelling. Over over to Lincolnshire, it's a long way over to Lincolnshire and Woodall Spa, but when you get there, honestly, it's like you're transported into another world. Two beautiful golf courses, Bracken and the Hodgkins. Uh, and we used to be very lucky at England Golf when we'd finish work on the way over. We'd, we'd go and play a few holes. I've had an amazing couple of experiences with my dad over there. Just just ridiculously good. Quality Just golf. a great course to play. Yeah, both of them. Bracken's equally as good, a bit different in terms of more American style. But, 
that the main course at Hodgkin's course is, is, is an amazing, amazing golf course. I love that. I think, like you said, there's a lot of these places with, with two golf courses on it. You can mm-hmm. quite easily stay a night and play play some seriously good and I'd golf. I recommend people that, again, another great golf trip venue, lovely little little village of Woodall Spa, go and stay in one of the hotels. Um, I can recommend the, the golf hotel. I recommend the, um, I think it's the Lancaster Hotel. Um, there's some beautiful stops there, nice eateries, nice curry, nice Indian, nice Asian. There's a lovely little cinema in the woods that you can go and visit where they show all the kind of latest blockbusters. So it's it's just a, a stay over, go and enjoy it. It'll take you about three hours to get there, but go and enjoy it and, and stay and play both golf courses. Like you say there, I think there's, there's an interesting point to be made for almost as well making a bit of a family trip out of it if it's somewhere that you may not necessarily travel on your own a couple of days off a a long weekend is great to do exactly what you've just said there go and take the family do the cinemas do the attractions of the place you're going and squeeze a cheeky round of golf in as well claim it's innocent but it was pre-planned all along but i think that's an easier way to play a lot of these courses as well yeah, and, and like, like we talked about here, they're not just about the golf, it's about the, the area that it's in, go and help the local economy, go eat in their restaurants, go and meet the locals and, and have some fun with it as well. Yeah, certainly. Um, I'm going to chuck in kind of a favourite links, and okay. that, once again, I'm sorry to be repetitive, but it's got to be Hillside. Mm-hmm. I think for the for the quality of it, I know there's a lot of very good golf courses, as previously mentioned in that area. Mm. But I think Hillside's just got that. It's not even the best of the rest because it's very much up there. It's not your top tier of Birkdale or Royal Liverpool, but it's it's very, very close. Mm. And I think for somewhere to go and experience, we, were, we watched the British Masters there last year. It was great fun to be a part of. But the course is just outstanding. It really is something special to go and play, even through winter. Mm. If you can get a winter deal, and that's something worth looking for for a lot of the bigger courses. If you don't want to pay a massive green fee, go and have a look at the winter packages that they do. Yeah, I'd, I'd recommend that, Luke. The kind of from what are they now? Kind of no, October, November until the end of March. Look at some of these big championship courses, especially your links, because if you get a good, bright, sunny day. Yes, you might have to wrap up and it'd be a bit chilly, but you're still going to play a championship golf course. Do it. Yeah, and, and like you say, it's more about the people you're with as much as anything. That if you if you get a good four together, mm. a decent day, you can't ask for anything more. No, God, no. Yeah, it, it is about the company. It is about the company, the people you play with as well. Uh, mine, this is a tough one because I've played... Hillside, I've played Formby, I've played SNA, I've played St. Anne's. Oh, I've been lucky, lucky to play these amazing places. Mm. Carnoustie, but Kings Barnes for me, Joe. I did, I did that really? a few years, did that a few years ago, and I've never had such good hospitality on a golf course in my life. I pulled up in my car. They, they knew my name. It was Hi, Mr. Shaw. How are you? And I was like, What? This is different level of service. Golf bag was whipped, whipped off me, taken away on the driving range, waiting for me. Instructed, go get your shoes, go get comfortable, go grab a coffee. And then on the first tee, I was there, a little gift package, a little pencil case they give you with everything you need in there. And uh, just, yeah, fabulous. And the views of the golf course were just outstanding. 
it's nice to hear and, and like you say I think a lot of people do go and target kind of your Carnoustie, your St Andrews and mm-hmm. Kings Barnes is one hell of a golf course um, yeah. I know at the moment you, you still can't get a winter rate on there, they, they actually close through mm-hmm. through winter so you're guaranteed that when you do pay a premium summer green fee, you're going to get a very very well presented golf course yeah, and for our PJ colleagues out there, go and take advantage. Again, I've got a preferential rate. It was £80, but it was the best £80 of going round the golf I've ever spent. Yeah, I think that that's a very valid point. Although you might not get everything kind of courtesy, mm-hmm. there's a, a lot of places that you can get a very, very good deal at that, that make it doable. Yeah, yeah, amazing experience. Joe, talk to me about where we're going to play this year. Where can we, after we've gone um, into lockdown, where are we going to play? Yeah, um, top of that list for me, obviously, the old course. It's one I've not yet had chance to play. Been to St Andrews a few times. And it hurts me to say, but in a week's time, we should have been playing it. Um, yeah. It's obviously a, a very difficult time for all. Obviously, it left a bit of a sour taste in the mouth having to cancel this. We were hoping, but unfortunately not to be. We're going to go and play it in 2022. Yeah. Um but yeah, one one that I would have loved to have played this year. We unfortunately were ready. But like you say, we, we pre-planned. We've got a list of places. Um, for me, I think Birkdale is a must. Yeah. It, it's a course I really want to play in that area that we've said is, is some outstanding golf courses and hopefully make a trip out of it to play a few old favourites mm-hmm. as well as as that one there. It should be something special, I'm, I'm hoping. Yeah, definitely. I'm with you. I think Bert, Birkdale's on my list. And then St. Um, St. Anne's as well, just because I'm such a, a huge hero. The kind of Seve is a hero of mine. And I, I, we went, me and my dad went there last year for the Senior Open. Um, was, it, was it last year or the year before? It was the year before, wasn't it? The year before? Yeah. It was the year before. And we saw Freddie Couples, Monty, all the all the kind of the greats and the good and the ball striking was amazing and the golf course looked even better so yeah I'd love to go and play Leatherham St Anne's. Yeah, I think once again adding adding to that, there's just that little railway that's so famous kind of with the mm-hmm. open and everything that connects that area kind of Liverpool to Blackpool mm-hmm. that makes it very very accessible to get to get to wherever you want to be. And yeah. once again, if you planned a week off, you could quite easily do a week of great golf courses there. And mm. I think you'd need a holiday to get over it, but it would be just outstanding. Yeah, yeah. Some of these trips we've been on, you need it. You need another three or four days just to get over the amount of golf and, and um, should we say, food and beverage and things like that. That yeah, it takes your time to get over. Yeah, more good fun. <laughs> Joe, just tell everybody, really all from a local perspective, where did, where did it all start for you? What golf club did you kick off at? Um, so I, I've actually stayed at the golf club that I, I started at. It's a, a little, I'm going to call it hidden gem. I've tried to hold off that desperately. Um, it's in the middle of nowhere. Um, for anyone in Stoke, based between kind of Crewe and Newcastle, um, it's it's not a championship golf course. It's not a open qualifying venue. It's just a little course, but it's been such a big part of kind of my upbringing mm. and the attitude from everybody there. It's a very, very welcoming course. It's, it's what a class is grassroots for anybody that's got into golf this year, go and play it. It's welcoming. It's accommodating. The course is, is comfortable to play, mm. but it never stops evolving. And I love that. It's, it's forced my game to develop as they've developed themselves as well. And it's somewhere ultimately 
this is my 18th year of being a member there it's at 23 so it's uh yeah it's home that's that's really nice um Great. what about yourself uh, again not far from from home barliston golf club it's somewhere that my, my dad kind of introduced me to a lot of friends and family were members there I had an amazing time through the junior section, met some great people, absolutely super people, friends for life kind of people. Um, and it's just where you start. And I think like you said, it, you remember these places where you start and as you evolve as a golfer, you go back and you remember what used to hit off the tee, first tee, or remember what used to hit into a certain green. And yeah, just just good memories. And what I remember the most, Joe, is I don't know about yourself, but when my mum used to drop me off at the golf club on a, on a summer's day on a six-week holiday break and she used to give me a fiver and that used to last me all day bowl of chips pint of coke 72 holes living the dream kind yeah. of standard it, it's such a it's one thing I'd, I'd love to be able to do now kind of just go and do that again and, yeah. and go and play I think you have such a hunger for it when you're young and when you go and make the most of those days I wish I practiced like that now yeah. Um, but yeah exactly what you said there and I think there's so many memories of if you have a, a kind of good career, I know the year before I turned pro, won, won a couple of match plays, won a couple of tournaments, mm. and, and you look at it and go, yeah, okay, I, I remember holding a putt. And I mean, it, it's somewhere we ventured back to to Arnold for a number of times. And like you say, you get over a putt and you go, oh, I remember holding this for a win or this is where it started. And there's so many good memories with places like that that I think you should never undervalue going back and, and playing a course you love like that. Yeah, totally agree. And I think that's for me summarising tonight just a couple of points that we talked about amazing golf courses tonight, both of us. I think as Joe said, go make yourself a list, go and get yourself. My wife brought me one of these kind of golf course scratch off top hundred bucket list courses for Christmas and go and get yourself something like that and just plan some trips with the guys, with the girls, and go and have some fun, go and experience the amazing 1930 golf clubs we've got in England, Joe. That's just in England. Wow. So that's my England golf stats head on. And yeah, very well done. <laughs> and there's so much good golf out there, and there's so many good golf courses that I've played tonight that we haven't talked about. So just go and have an experience. What would you tell people, Joe? I, I think just just go out and value kind of every moment you are out there and mm -hmm. this isn't just about like you say going and playing amazing golf courses you don't have to play a birkdale every week at 280 300 pound around you can go and play anywhere and look at the layout go and take it in because i think it's something a lot of people do is they will play somewhere and they'll come off and they won't really remember it as well if you look into the golf course a little bit plan your way around grab a course planner if you can and, and take everything in because you'll start to realise golf courses that you, you actually develop a real love for that are almost under your nose. Yeah, and we've, I've done that. Every single golf course I play, get a memento. If it's a bag tag or it's a head cover or it's a, it's a ball marker, because then when you're having a bit of a bad day on the golf course or a bad day in general and you're ferreting around in the bottom of your golf bag for a, a marker and you pull out your, your brabbers and marker or Carnoustie Mark or your hillside one, it puts a smile on your face. Oh, absolutely. I know I know there's a bag in, in here that's uh, probably weighs more than the clubs do now. Mm -hmm. So we uh, have to get a bigger bag soon. <laughs> Jerry, it's been great tonight. It's been one of my favourites. Yeah, I really enjoyed so that. Far. 
Yeah, I think that's a, a good one. Once again, like I say, something you don't hear on a lot of podcasts. So I'm hoping it's a little bit something different for people. Yeah. Um, I'd also be intrigued to know what people's all-time favourite was. If you want to drop us a comment, then it'd be nice to kind of find that out for people. And if we've missed somewhere yeah. that should have been included. Yeah. Um, but that yeah, I think that's been really good fun. Cool. So what, what are we on to next week, guys? Technology next week, Joe. And I don't, oh. I don't, I don't want us to kind of look at technology of the trampoline phase, the golf ball. I want us to look at the tech, the geeky tech that we both love. We're talking Sam Putlab, we're talking Capto, we're talking GC Quad, all those kind of gadgety, shiny bits that everybody out there loves. Yeah, I, I think that could be really good fun. Um, fingers crossed we've got a few treats ready for it. I'm hoping one of those that you've listed does arrive. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to do that. I think there's a lot out there that maybe people don't know about. Mm-hmm. And not all of it is Trackman expensive. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that's very accessible to people that could really make a difference to your game. Yeah, I agree, mate. Thank you tonight, mate. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Absolute pleasure as always, pal. Thank you, everybody out there, for watching, for listening, and thank you for the feedback. We really appreciate it as well. And rem- uh, we've got a little additional gem for you. We've got a review podcast that's going to be coming on Friday. So look out, listen out for that one. It's going to sum up our kind of first month of podcasting our experiences and then a few behind the scenes bits and bobs as well thank you for everybody who's watched and listened tonight and we'll see you again soon see you soon guys